Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. Hello from the ass end of November. We are sneaking closer and closer to the last month of 2020. Yep, and it's going to be a, a month of fuckery, so I see and hear they're going to lock us down again. Well, you know, we have to wear our masks. We have to. Uh, I know. We are. We are actually recording over Zoom right now because we are in a new lockdown. Well, so to speak, a new stay-at-home order, at least in LA County. But Monica, you brought up something really important. You said a month of fuckery, and we haven't had an astrology report in a hot second now. Taddy, who we love, she is our darling astro witch, has been handling her health stuff. So we haven't had a lot of astrology, but 2020 has been insane. And I feel like we need all the heads up we can get. So we actually have an astrology report for everyone today. Uh, let us introduce to you the amazing Jarell. Say hi, Jarell. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Jarell is one of Monica and I's coworkers from the Green Man store. He, um, makes beautiful candles. He's an astrologer. He's a shaman. He does lovely healings. Um, I literally just said this. Jarell's basically good at everything. Like my favorite stories, because he is. He, he's a really knowledgeable person. And the thing that I love about you, Jarell, is you really seek education in anything that you're interested in. So it's oh, really great to ask you questions because I, I believe in your knowledge because I know you've like really researched it to back it up. And you're a wonderful teacher because of that. But I asked you oh, what's what you. you thought you weren't good at, and you had the audacity to say baking and then bring in, like, <laughs> the most insane, delicious cookies the next day. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever, whatever. Not only that, he's oh, a yeah, perfectionist. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jarell is a perfectionist, and he's the sweetest person that you'd ever want to meet. Very kind and soft-spoken and really cool. That's how I see my Jarell. Oh, yes. thank you, Monica. It's great. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Shauna, what are you drinking today? Today, I'm actually drinking water. Me too. Oh my God, <laughs> we're twins. Our Holy livers shit. are taking vacations. Our kidneys are probably <laughs> so happy right now. Yes. Oh, yes. So I can't believe we're both drinking water. Holy cow. That's you amazing. know, my refrigerator broke. I feel like this past week has been like a mini Mercury retrograde. And so one of the things that happened was my refrigerator broke, which sucks, but it shouldn't be the end of the world. But for some reason, it's really just thrown my whole groove off. And I, I don't think I've been drinking nearly as much water as I should. Yeah, true. Me neither. So that's why we're going to drink water. <laughs> there we go. Well, cheers to that. Our kidneys are happy. Cheers. What are you drinking, Jarell? Are you drinking anything? You know, I have three things here. I was actually like scared to admit that I was drinking like water as well, but I do have like, and, and you know me, like I babysit my drinks like all day. I've actually had this like can of ginger ale that I've been <laughs> babysitting for the past like six hours. Um, so basically but, you're drinking water and flat ginger ale. Yeah, basically. It's great. You know, Jarell, um, you, you're a man after my own heart because I, I have the same can of soda or the bottle of water all damn day too. It's like really sad, yeah. but it's true. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what to say. I'm a sipper, you know, like I babysit my drinks, but it also makes me a cheap date. So. Okay. That's cool. That's true. Yeah, there that's true. Go. 
And you know what? I'm not a very thirsty person, period. You know, some people, like I see Shauna, she'll give her up a bottle of water, she drops it down and that's gone. I have that same <laughs> damn water all damn day. Go figure. I'm just not very thirsty for anything. That's, that's who I am. But I, anyway, who cares? Anyway, who cares about that? <laughs> anyway. She yeah. was all proud of herself, though, about just like, I drank a bottle of water already today. I was like, hell yeah, good for you. And it's one of those <laughs> little tiny, like, kid yep. bottles. I was like, that doesn't yeah. count. That doesn't count as a bottle. Uh, <laughs> at least I'm drinking water. You got to, you know, you got to give me some credit there. There we so. go. I will yeah. give you credit where credit's due. You're drinking water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Everyone, welcome Jarrell to the show. He's going to be filling in for Taddy for us for a little bit and bringing you your monthly astrology reports. I'm really excited to hear what he has to say because, again, I think he's a fabulous teacher. I think you explain things really well. Um, yeah, thank you. I hate space, and I am not afraid to admit that, and everybody <laughs> knows that. I The only reason why I even know the name of the planets is because of witchcraft, but even then, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around astrology because of my hatred of space. I, you know, I, I get it. And, you know, just astrology in general is really difficult um, for a lot of people to comprehend anyway, because, I mean, astrology essentially is the language of the stars and you're practically learning a whole new language, yeah. you know, there's like grammar yes. and then you have to like, you know, learn how to conjugate everything, you know, Oh, all that absolutely. stuff so it's it's, it's not complicated easy. it's yeah. very complicated it's very complex you have a really yeah. good way of explaining things and breaking it down to make it something that that's graspable so i'm excited to have you on <laughs> so i'm just i'm gonna let you take it away i will be interrupting ah. you constantly through this but let's do it all righty <laughs> okay well um, first of all, what a year. It has been a crazy, crazy year with COVID, the lockdowns, like everything just nuts. And I know from um, past um, episodes you've done with Taddy, you know, like she's enlightened all of you guys with all the crazy that is upcoming, but December is just as crazy so the cool thing about december though is it doesn't get crazy at the beginning part of it it's like two weeks in is when literally all the planets start dropping their like you know crazy um so from the 14th to the end of the month is really when you start to see a lot of um action in december um, but, um, I know this is going to be, um, you know, hitting, uh, hitting your audience, like, you know, right just before December starts. But, um, for those of you who are not aware at the very end, the telltale end of November is actually something that ties into all of December as well. Um, so actually like right now it is, um, oh, uh, Sunday the 29th um basically tonight into the morning around like one two o'clock a.m on uh, November 30th there's going to be a lunar eclipse and um that is kind of a big deal because um wherever you have a lunar eclipse you're also going to have a solar eclipse they always happen in pairs and they always happen about 
about two weeks apart. So um, when we're talking about cycles in general, right, especially with eclipse cycles and stuff like that, um, the cycle is technically starting right at the tail end of November, and then we're going to see it flesh out in the middle of December. Um, so I'm not going to focus too much on the November eclipse, which is uh, happening <laughs> already, but... Uh, but happy eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse. And it's actually um, a partial eclipse. So uh, when you see the full moon, um, or, you know, usually with a full moon and you get a lunar eclipse, like the whole moon will be eclipsed. This is a partial one. So only a part of it is going to be eclipsed over. Um, but um, with that being said, though, with the solar eclipse that's coming up in the middle of the month, that one is going to be pretty instrumental to everything else that follows suit um, in the rest of December. And it's going to be like um, that domino effect, you know, that happens and then it's thing after thing after thing, day every day, you know? Oh um, boy, God. <laughs> There's always going to be something after the 14th. So, um, but for the most part, that's not to say that the beginning of December doesn't have its fair share of things happening. So starting off in December, uh, the, on the 1st, we do have something really cool happening. Uh, or maybe not as cool, depending on your perspective, but we have Mercury, which is going to be ingressing into Sagittarius. Now, the word ingress, that just basically, it's a word for a transit. So basically, um, uh, Mercury is going to be changing signs from Scorpio to Sagittarius. Now, um, in essence, anytime a planet um, ingresses or transits into the next sign, there's a big shift in the way that that planet is going to express its energy. And we know that Mercury is the planet of communication and the way that you express that, you know, in whatever way that you do. Um, but unfortunately, um, Mercury is ingressing into Sagittarius, which is um, its detriment. So this is a sign that Mercury doesn't actually particularly do very well in. Uh, because um, Mercury is a planet um, that is a communication, right? Um, but Mercury is more particularly interested in um, uh, picking out details to like really separating uh to separate fact from fiction and all of that but Sagittarius is such an expansive sign it's a sign that's ruled by Jupiter and it's more Sagittarius is a sign where energetically it's more interested in like bigger concepts and bigger ideals and you know Mercury is the opposite he wants to pick things apart you know what I mean so with that being said communication in general is going to be kind of shoddy for a lot of people in December just by default of Mercury being in his detriment especially if yeah what's that? I can see how those two things wouldn't get along just because when I think of Mercury, mm -hmm. I think of like slow and steady wins the race. Whereas when I think of Sagittarius, I think of like hot feet and more erratic jump. Let's go. Yeah. 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 So I can see how, do you feel like that's something that might like test people's patience? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to like communication. Um, I think especially with um, people who let's say have a very strong Mercury in their chart. Like for example, if you have Mercury in Gemini or Virgo or um, uh, yeah, one of those two, <laughs> actually, uh, like you, you might actually experience some like 
you know, frustration, especially because you're going to want to like express all the things that you want to, but then there's always something bigger that's going to kind of like overshadow you. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's kind of how, um, Mercury kind of feels in Sagittarius. He feels kind of small, you know, and, um, and all that. So, um, but that's just something to bear in mind throughout majority of, um, December is that communication can be a little shoddy and be the cause of a lot of um, frustration, especially when we get to the middle of the month. So um, that's one thing. Um, you also do on uh, the, uh, let's see, looking at my notes here, um, on the 5th of December, we have um, Venus who's going to be making a trine to Neptune. Um, and that's actually really nice, you know, like Neptune and Venus, they really do get along, but especially in this aspect, with it, which is a trine. Um, so a trine is basically a way that um, two different planets will relate to each other, but in a very positive, but mostly easy way. So, um, for example, like, you know, it's like you getting on the phone with like your best friend, right? Things are just really easy. Everything gets, you know, is... Um, gets communicated easily. Yeah, there's good chemistry there. So uh, between Venus and Neptune, there's going to be like really good chemistry, but that's not necessarily always a great thing depending on the planets and the signs that they're in. But initially, um, with this particular aspect, this trine between um, Venus and Neptune, things are going to start feeling a little bit dreamy. You know, you're going to fall in love easily and you'll probably I um idealize things you know what I mean especially with everything that's been going on you know like we just entered a lockdown and around that point we might start thinking oh things are a little bit better but you know the problem with this easiness this ease of um between Venus which is a you know, Venus is definitely the planet of love and money, but it's mostly for me, Venus is the planet of values, the things that you value. And, you know, you ask anybody, what do you value? And it's always the same things. It's love, money, home, security, you know, and then Neptune is that planet of magic and mystery and, you know, all the things that you can't explain. Um, but with that being said, there's also this proclivity uh, for addiction that occurs with Neptune. And there's also uh, this proclivity or this um, easiness for um, delusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you think of Venus and Neptune kind of getting real good together, it's easy to become delusioned or jaded by you know, things that you value, you know what I mean? So like if you, for example, you know, you're in isolation, you're locked down, it's easy to think like, oh, things are going to be okay. I'm just going to go out and you know what I mean? So like, um, it's an easy time to get comfortable on accident. Yeah, shouldn't be. exactly. So, so bear that in mind. So, and that's pretty much what's happening on the fifth. I'm going to fast forward just a little bit and go to, um, Let's see, I'm going to go to December 10th, and a couple things are actually going to be happening here. So we have uh, the sun who's going to start um, trining Mars, but then we also have Venus again who's going to be making a sextile to Pluto. 
All right. And this is actually like a combination for really great things, but also a combination for disaster. <laughs> okay. So we have the sun um, about to make a trine to Mars. And, you know, the sun, you know, is not just your personality, but more so it's about how we as individuals shine in our lives. You know what <laughs> I mean? So if like, let's say like, you know, do, does everyone know what your guys' signs are? I don't want to like, you know, just out you. If that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they, they do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So like, for example, you know, um, Shauna, you're an Aquarius and um, Monica, you're a Scorpio, right? So Correct. Yes. The way that the sun influences your lives is you know the sun is going to make you shine like a scorpio or an aquarius right um and that that is neither good nor bad it's just something that is but what's more important to know is the way you shine shauna for example as an aquarius aquarius is a sign that is very airy you know what I mean? It's very like, it's detached, it's eccentric, you know, but it's also very connected to things. You know what I mean? You're good at the networking, you're good at, you know, seeing outside of the box and that's how you shine. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's when you're doing those things. And then Monica, you're a Scorpio, right? So with the sun being in Scorpio, you know, Scorpio is a sign that's very watery. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's it's very intuitive. It's um very forceful when it has to be, but very gentle and nurturing when it has to be. You know what yep. I mean? That's how oh, yeah. shine. You know what I mean? And so so but that's essentially what the sun is about. The sun is also linked to our destinies. You know, when you follow the path of the sun, you know, from the moment it rises over the horizon and culminates in the sky to when it descends below the earth, you know, the sun has a path and a trajectory that it follows. And so similarly, the, the sun in itself, more than just being the way that you shine, it has a lot to say about where you're going in life. So as an Aquarius, Shauna, where you're going in life is gonna, your path is very much gonna be an Aquarian path. You're gonna be on the outskirts because, you know, I think Aquariuses are really cool, but the sun is. I do too. But the sun is that <laughs> right? I mean, I, I'm a, I'm an Aquarius rising, so I love Aquarius by That's default. That's why you're so you know. awesome, Jerome. I know. Thank you. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you. Uh, but um, but Aquarius, the 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 path of Aquarius, just as an example, is one that is like I said before. It, it's going to follow those traits. It's going to be very detached. You know, Aquarius is actually the detriment of the sun. The sun doesn't actually like being in Aquarius because the sun's nature is to shine. But in Aquarius, the sun doesn't really shine the way that it wants to naturally. It has to shine as an outsider and not necessarily be the center of attention. Does that make sense? So, but that's not bad. That's just how the sun is going to be it's going to be an outsider it's going to be on the outskirts riding the tides unlike anyone else which gives Aquarius like a totally eccentric perspective on everything you know what I, I mean that. so it's actually not bad that if any planet is in its detriment it's just going to express its nature in a different way you know cool. what I mean so um so yeah um 
anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but the sun uh. <laughs> is going to be trining to Mars. Now, Mars, again, mm -hmm. is that planet of action. You know, Mars is all about that planet that gets stuff done, you know, get her done. You know, um, uh, most people will think of Mars as the planet of war, which is true, but it's that idea of war is really more about initiating and action. It's about getting something done, but more importantly, it's about how you're going to win at life. Mm. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't matter what gets in the way, if it's in the way, it's going to slash it until it's not there so you can move forward, you know? So how are you going to win? That's what Mars is about. So when you have the sun and Mars trining, again, we have that easy, you know, chemistry there. So that can be frustrating other people not necessarily us as individuals for ourselves but you know when you follow the path of the sun and how you want to shine and then it, there's that easy connection to mars it's going to be so easy to just do the things that you want to do inconsiderate of like wow that's going to affect other people so watch yeah. yourself you're gonna okay. like you might piss you might piss someone off you know on that day which is the 10th okay um yeah, so, so there's that coming up on the 10th, um, uh, but then there's also on the 10th that um, sextile uh, between um, Venus and Pluto. Now remember, just a few days before, we had, you know, Venus uh, trining Neptune, and everything is all dreamy. It's easy to become jaded by, by your comfort levels uh, with things, um, but... If you weren't slapped in the face before, you will be on that day because uh, a sextile is another really easy chemistry. It's not as super easy as a trine, you know, but it's amicable, right? So Venus is going to be sextiling Pluto. And so it's that Pluto is that planet of transformation, as everyone likes to say. I actually don't really like it when people say like, Pluto is the planet of transformation because quite honestly, all of the planets have their role to play when it comes to transformation. Mercury can be transformative. Venus can be transformative. So why is it that Pluto gets that main signification? You know, I've never really understood that. And But anyway, the way I flow it's with... because he um, got his street cred taken away from being a fucking... I know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, with Pluto more specifically, I see Pluto as the planet um, that signifies crisis and desire even when you're following you know the story of hades or pluto right you know um more attuned with the the rape of persephone and stuff yeah. like that that whole event in mytho in greek mythology is uh, governed by crisis and desire and anytime pluto comes out to play that's typically what people experience is an event that occurs from either crisis or desire. And an interesting note, which I'm sure like Taddy's probably touched on, um, Pluto has been very instrumental in all of this year um, by being conjoined or in conjunction um, or aligned with both Jupiter and Pluto. And an actual like, you know, tangent, but an interesting thing if you wanted to follow, you know, you know, things um, 
throughout the year. Um, they say that when you have that conjunction between um, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn together with some kind of aspect to Mars as well, you're going to get some kind of pandemic. In fact, like every time something like that has happened in history, like for example, in the 80s, there was a big... Um, aspect between um, all four of those planets in some way and we had the AIDS epidemic you know mm -hmm. back in the days when those planets came together you know we had the black plague you know there's always some kind of big virus that occurs during the meeting of those um, and what is it's, what did you, it's Pluto Mars Saturn. Uh, it's it's more specifically um, Jupiter Saturn and Pluto and then okay. making some kind of extra aspect to Mars. The, the Mars is like the cherry on top, right? Gotcha. Okay. But like, um, but yeah, you can actually follow this in history. And actually, even with this year alone, you know, with all of the planets as they're moving through the sky, you know, each one is going to be moving direct, like they're going to be moving forward. And then at some point in the year, they're going to be retrograding at different times. You know, they're going to be moving backwards, seemingly, yeah. uh, at different times. And then they're going to be going forward again. And every, throughout this whole year, uh, there's been a total of three times that they've met in conjunction or been aligned. And every time they became exactly aligned, the COVID, uh, the COVID um, things, uh, yeah. Yeah, spikes. COVID spikes. Mm. Yeah, I can't talk today. You, like, you guys can think of like movies or TV shows that you've seen where it's like the planets align and it's like the apocalypse. Like there's, yeah. like, there's like storylines like that. Like we've lived through that. Apparently, what did you say? Three times this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 experienced it in um the big in uh, late February March, which is when everything uh -huh. started. And then there was that spike again in July. And then there was a spike again that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. I Great. It, yeah. I think that we all collectively need to pat ourselves on the back for surviving this year. Yeah, no, that's definitely. Pretty hardcore. Like when you really think about that, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, scary. Yeah, there, there are actual like astrological reports that detail this, and you can actually see the actual COVID count. Um, and the exact days that it spiked, and it's literally a day or two off from when the planets actually conjoined. Oh, wow. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. And, and it kind of goes back to, like, you know, that, um, 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 that, you know, age-old saying, you know, as above, so below, right? You know, as it's mm -hmm. written in the stars, so shall it be on Earth, you know? Basically, the patterns that we, you know, can observe in our sky literally will tell us what's going to happen you know so wow. astrology yeah. is real guys like <laughs> yeah it <laughs> is real do huh? it. so it's not only is it real but it's more than just finding out your dude's birth time yeah <laughs> i mean I, I can't lie i did that and like i forgot my husband's birth time and so i was trying to be real sly about it and like get into our lockbox. and i was telling him i needed like my passport or something and he <laughs> knew exactly what i was going for he's like my birth certificate's here here i'm like okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh, so definitely so to like you know astrologically stalk you know your partner but you know we could like predict yeah. pandemics with it apparently yeah, you can't. And actually, that is more of a, I mean, astrology is so vast in the things that you can do with it. You know, like um, mundane astrology is a branch of astrology that very specifically 
specializes in world events. So if you want to know when an earthquake is going to happen, talk to a mundane astrologer. I'm not one of those. <laughs> that was like so don't ask about me. When do I need to start no. sleeping with the shoes next to the bed? Well, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that you can predict with it, and you know, we were talking about Pluto a minute ago. Um, I know that back in like 2008, I think Pluto went into Capricorn. Uh, and yeah. I th- and I think it was, yeah, Pluto and Capricorn. And mm-hmm. it, I know that was going to last until sometime soonish. I, for some reason, I want to say 2026, oh. but I think I'm wrong. Yeah, it's gonna be aboutish there. I don't, I don't remember the exact date that I can't it's gonna. The exact date, but I transit, remember when it yeah. happened. The astrologer yeah. that I worked with at the time um, kind of freaked me out about it because she. I remember when it went into Capricorn, and she was this tiny little bitchy old lady from New York, <laughs> and I fucking loved her. And she came out. She's like, "Well, if anything's gonna go fucking wrong, it's gonna be now because of Pluto." And she kind of gave us the spiel, and she said that yeah. the last time this happened was, I think, during the American Revolution, and she yeah. said it really is a time of like yeah. hardcore, rapid transformation. And while it always ends up being okay, like she's like, it's fucking hardcore when it's happening because it no, brings this yeah. change in really gnarly ways. And I've been thinking about that a lot this year because so much has changed in really hardcore, yeah. gnarly ways. And I know that you know, like Pluto isn't the only one to blame here, but it just started making me think about kind of everything that she had talked about back in 2008. And I feel like this is, at least to me, this is how I see it being realized in real life. Yeah, no, it's, it seriously is a very big deal with, with like Pluto, with these outer planets, because they're, they're the slowest moving planets. So, I mean, you know, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, like, they're very slow moving. So whenever they change signs it's a big deal because it doesn't just affect you as an individual it's going to affect um either whole groups of people or whole generations and actually like you know astrology is usually like um qualified by like um 20 years like you know ranges of 20 of 20 years because for example you know, and we're actually going to be getting more into this, like the cycles of astrology that we're going to be experiencing in December. <laughs> so oh, wow. I haven't even gotten to it yet. But <laughs> like coming in like the fucking Kool-Aid, man. Just no, I know. Right? right. But yeah, like it, it takes um, it takes Pluto about, you know, 20 ish years to move through a whole sign before it enters a new one. You know what I mean? And so oftentimes people will say that just by, you know, the movement of Pluto alone, you can basically classify a whole generation, you know? Yeah. So like, um, but even then a lot of things really happen in like twenties, you know, with astrology. Um, and we're going to get into something that's going to be happening in December called the Great Conjunction. And that's actually something that happens every 200 years. Oh, wow. Um, wow. But, uh, well, anyway, I'll get into it. Okay, so um, where was I? So I basically got through the main first half of December. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty fun stuff. Oh, great. The really wonderful, but also scary stuff. Okay. So (laughs) mark your calendars, guys. December 14th, there's going to be a solar eclipse. 
Okay. So I mentioned before that, you know, anytime you have an eclipse, you can almost expect another one to happen about two weeks later. Um, and, you know, eclipse season actually happens twice a year. So like, we're going to have one in December, we're going to have another one in June of 2021. Okay, we're going to have another season of eclipses then. Um, but the way eclipses work, okay, is all based on the lunar nodes. Okay, so the lunar nodes, if you ever pull up like a chart, they're these symbols that look like horseshoes, right? There's one that's uh, right side up and another one that's upside down and those represent the north node and the south node and essentially if you're looking at the the nodes the north node and the south node as um interpretation you know in your natal chart uh they can represent where you've been and where you're going you know it could represent your fate as far as like what you're destined to do with your life and what you come into this lifetime already knowing you know what I mean? So, but with that being said, also, like, the lunar nodes, just on an astronomical level, can tell you exactly when eclipses are going to happen. And oh. earlier this, um, uh, just uh, actually a few months ago, the lunar nodes ingress or regressed because <laughs> the lunar nodes unlike all the other planets and like chart points they move backwards all the time they will never move direct they always move retrograde style oh, you know what i mean so yeah the the lunar nodes do that but you know if in the event you know it ever happens that the lunar nodes move direct there's an armageddon happening <laughs> like oh it should my not god That's not it's never gonna happen December, but right no, no. The, okay, and we don't predict that the lunar nodes will ever move direct ever at all. So, but, um, okay. but they're it's not actually, you never fucking know. Yeah. But the lunar it. nodes, <laughs> yeah. The lunar nodes aren't planets per se. They're actually mathematical points um, in the sky. And what they basically tell you is when the path of this is where, sorry, where the path of the sun and the path of the moon connect. Okay, so imagine the sun along its trajectory and it's moving through the signs and then the moon is, you know, following her trajectory moving through the signs, but then where their roads meet, those are, that is the point of the lunar nodes. And there's the north node and the south node, right? Um, and the cool thing about the nodes is where you have one node, on the exact opposite side of the chart, you'll find the other one okay so the lunar nodes are always going to be on an axis and right now they just shifted into the axis of gemini and sagittarius so basically for the next year and a half the lunar nodes are going to be in the signs of sagittarius and gemini and that is where we'll see all of our eclipses for the next year and a half oh, and like at the beginning of the year, for example, of 2020, the nodes, the lunar nodes were on the axis of Capricorn and Cancer. And that's why every time we saw an eclipse, it was either in one of those signs. Oh. So now the interesting thing about the axis of Gemini and Sagittarius is this is the axis of, you know, 
you know, you have Gemini, which is, you know, the sign of, you know, it's very airy and it's all, it's very logically minded. It's all about expressing communication. And then Sagittarius is almost like the evolved version of that, where it takes the communication and everything that's learned and tries to expand and get more. You know what I mean? So this is, we're entering a sort of like lunar um, eclipse cycle that's going to be based on like, you know, communication. And what a way to start December out because we've got Mercury in a sign that he's in detriment, right? So, but like, um, but yeah, um, the the axis of, um, uh Gemini and Sagittarius is also really interesting because, um, you know, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but you know what? It'll come back to me. I'm just going to move on for a little bit. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I go on these tangents and then I totally like lose track of what I was going to say. But it happens like mid reading or something, but it's funny because you're just talking yeah. about Mercury, talking about communication, how it doesn't really yeah. play nice with Sag. And then you're like, what was I saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the anyway, course. I'll, I'll, hopefully it'll come back to me, but you know, if anything, you know, there's the, you know, the shaman in me is like, well, if I forgot, there's a reason. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it probably wasn't important. So, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, going back to this eclipse, right? So this is going to be a solar eclipse, which means that, you know, the sun is the one that's going to be eclipsed in its light. Now, the sun and the moon are usually the main players when it comes to eclipses. It's either this, the, the moon's, the moon or the moon's shadow is going to be eclipsing the sun's light or it's the moon that's going to be eclipsed by the sun's shadow you know what i mean but in this case if you look up in the sky at noon right or whenever the sun is at its highest point in the sky on december 14th the sun is going to be eclipsed now with that being said eclipses can really only be seen based on the location, based on your location. So unfortunately, um, for most of us that are here in the United States, we're not really going to see a full on solar eclipse, you know, like it's not going to be like, you know, that TV show Heroes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you see that ring, you know, yeah. around a black sun, you know, uh, but the people who are going to be able to see that are actually going to be on the southern end of uh, South America. So in the southern end of like uh, Chile and like um, Argentina, Brazil, um, they're, they're the ones that are going to be able to see the full-on um, total eclipse. Uh, but that doesn't mean as, you know, spiritual, energetic, witchy people, we're not going to feel the effects of that. It's still an event that is happening in the sky, even though we're not going to get a great angle of it. It's still happening, right? So it makes me psycho. So I'm not excited. Yeah. And you know, it'll do that because I mean, even when you think astrologically, right, you know, you have the sun and the moon, which are really important luminaries in our own personal natal charts. They, you know, are the foundation of how we express ourselves. So if the moon and the sun are basically these, um, expressions of light and how we shine when they can't shine you're gonna go crazy mm -hmm. because they're both eclipsing each other do you know what i mean and you know with that being said going because i know that you know a lot of your audience and following are 
you know, witchy people, right? So we want to talk about how are we going to use this eclipse in a magical way that's effective, but most of all, safe. Because eclipses can be a really dangerous time to practice any kind of magic. Think Mm. about it like this. This is my analogy. Have you ever like tried to multitask so many things at once, but you need every electrical outlet that you, you can get your hands on. And so you have a power strip and you've pretty much loaded it with every appliance you can to do all your things at the same time. And then you get a big like surge and you can just do all the things and it's like really great. And you're getting all your work done. There's so much energy going. And then all of a sudden there's a big blowout. Mm-hmm. That's what working with an eclipse is like. So you get this super charge of energy, which is great for any kind of like, you know, magical, you know, working that you're trying to do. But you also run that really high risk of extreme burnout. So eclipse magic or working magic during eclipse is not necessarily suggestible Uh, By me, anyway. I mean, you could do it if you want. Just know that that's what potentially can come out of it, right? But, you know, when you even think about, like, you know, working with the energy of the eclipse um, magically, think of something that you need to manifest in your life that really needs a supercharge but can also be transitory. Because that's the other thing about eclipses. They don't last long. (laughs) right they don't last long they last literally within an hour and then it's done right so convert you know on the same note similarly your magic is going to be that way as well it's going to be supercharged but it's not going to last long okay so it's a really interesting thing like when because you and i talked a little bit earlier and you had brought that mm -hmm. up and i I never thought about that before and people get so excited about yeah. these eclipses and i'm like oh man it's kind of like i mean not that it's a waste like if your magic's supposed to take and hold it's gonna take and hold but like yeah oh, man. exactly like, and people hold out for it you know yeah they do and you know but the thing is that's not to say that eclipses are totally like you know a wrong way to go about you know your magical timing it's absolutely not because eclipses are so complex because another interesting thing about eclipses too is they also mark the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new one and that's Mm. why i think people are particularly attracted to working with eclipses is because they're trying to work with that energy of out with the old and in with the the new new, yeah and that supercharge is that extra push that ensures it happens you know what i mean but you still have to be really careful with what you wish for because you just might get it. And if you can't hang, it's going to burn out or it's going to burn you out. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So eclipse and eclipses are definitely very cool to work with, but also, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, it can be very risky, you know? Be careful what you wish for, especially during an eclipse, right? right. <laughs> so, and I find it right. fitting that it's happening. Like you were talking about, like things like like cycles, and it, we're mm-hmm. we're closing out this year. And I know that everybody, we always get excited for the new year to come. You know, as we close out a year, yeah. right? But I feel like yeah. everyone is so ready for twenty twenty one. 
And let me just say, like, everyone stop putting an expectation on it. We had so much expectation for 2020 and look what happened. Like, just sit at home in your sweatpants and chill the fuck out. But um, I do find it interesting because we're ending this year with an eclipse and with a very, like, seems like very busy month. Like, yeah, very, very busy month. I haven't even gotten into the rest of December, but this is how <laughs> the middle of the month is starting. Right? Wow. Wow. So, but like, yeah, I mean, if I just go through my list, you know, you have December 14th, you have that solar eclipse. Um, on the 15th, you have Venus ingressing into Sagittarius. On the 17th, you have um, Saturn going into Aquarius. On the um, 19th, you have Jupiter going into Aquarius. On the 19th through the 20th, you have a Mercury Kazemi. On the 21st, you have what I really want to talk about, which is the Great Conjunction. Mm. So you have a whole bunch of stuff happening in between the solar eclipse to December 21st on Yule. For any of you who practice the Sabbath, literally on Yule, we're going to experience a really amazing once-in-a-lifetime celestial event known as the Great Conjunction. Now, what is the Great Conjunction? Now, here's the thing. Anytime you have Saturn and Jupiter meet in the sky at exactly the same degree, Okay, that's a big deal because that's an event that only happens every 20 years. Wow. And it's been doing that. They've kind of been dancing together in the sky for the past year-ish. And that's why we've had like all these like, you know, COVID spikes and stuff like that. And they were part of the reason, Jupiter and um, Saturn, right? Mm. But when they come into a very, like when they come into an exact conjunction, for a very long time like you know like um that's a big deal because it's only gonna happen every 20 years so 20 years from now we'll see it again but in between then we'll never see you know jupiter and saturn meet in the sky again you know not not until like 2020 sorry 2040 oh wow that's when they'll meet in the sky again but the great conjunction in particular is very important. And a lot of astrologers have been anticipating this day for like ever. Literally. Wow. Because every time that Jupiter and Saturn meet in the sky, they always meet in the same element. And for the past, so, uh, you know, however many years they've been meeting in earth signs, they've been meeting in Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus solely but the great conjunction marks that time when they shift into a different element so for the next 200 years they're only going to be meeting in air signs and we get to see this in our lifetime and they're going to be meeting in aquarius for the first time in like literally centuries like the last time they met in the sky in aquarius was like i think in the 16 or 1400s something like that dang yeah, it, it's it's a big deal. And the reason why this is also a big deal is because it garners a new it garners this transition of the way that we do things. Because you have Saturn, which is the planet of boundaries and limitations and constrictions, restrictions, and all of that. He's the planet that always says no to you when you want to do something. And then you have Jupiter who's the opposite, the complete opposite. Jupiter's the planet that wants to expand everything. He wants to like learn all the things, do all the things, go to all the places. 
And he's the one that says yes to you every single time. But when you get them together, right, and you get them in a particular element, they're going to, you know, express the nature of that sign and that element every single time. And when you think of like, you know, since the 1800s up until now, you know, they've been meeting in earth signs, you know, the foundation of this country was formed around the time they met started meeting in earth science this was the these these last 200 years have been about the building and foundation of this country and now we're entering into an era that's going to be governed by by air not Mm. do you know what i mean all the wars that have happened have happened over territory now they're going to be happening in space or oh. air, you know, you we're gonna have technology. Like, no, no, no. We're gonna have technology wars, you know. Like just as an yeah. example, everything is gonna be air-based, you know, and that's why this is a big deal. There is this huge cosmic shift, and we're gonna get to see it in our lifetime. Our wow. children won't even see this. You know what that I mean? Like really crazy to think it's, about. It's it's a really really big deal. The Great Conjunction, and it's happening on Yule. And how crazy is that, that it's happening on the winter solstice, which is that moment, it's a celestial event when we, we as like pagan witchy people, you know, celebrate the return of the sun. The sun from that point on is going to start to get bigger and grow. So with that being said, we're moving out of 2020 and it's ending with a bang and we are going to be moving into a whole new era like people are really saying some astrologers are saying like this end of 2020 is really the start of the age of aquarius because we're really going to see a lot of planets moving through aquarius just with even even within the first like half of the year of 2021 like they're all going to be making their mark in aquarius at some point like i think it's in february all of the planets at one point except for Mars, are going to be in Aquarius at the same time. Wow. It's going to be a super stellium. And a stellium is when you have three or more planets in one sign or one house. Like literally the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn are all going to be in Aquarius at some point in February. Wow, so powerful. Sounds like a party. I know, right? <laughs> so things to look forward to. But yeah, the Great Conjunction happening on Yule, and it is the marker for a big shift. And how interesting that we just had an election, right? Like yeah. a big shift is coming. And that was one of the main markers for the Great Conjunction. And, you know, and another interesting thing about like the Great Conjunction too, or just, you know, the conjunction of um, Mar- oh, sorry, um, Saturn and Jupiter is you can always notice this trend in a change of power or a shift in power. You know what I mean? If you look 20 years ago, there was a shift in power from um, Democratic to like Republican. And now there's that shift from Republican to Democrat, you know, Uh, just in the United States, just as an example, you know what I mean? There's, there's definitely big shifts in power um, with that. Uh, Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Yeah. It's super, super crazy. I mean, really, um, like, it, it's one of those things where, like like you said, as above, so below. Or, you know, how yeah. a lot of people say, like, you know, we're made out of stardust. It, it really is. The more that I learn about astrology, 
what's happening in space and what the planets do, like it does influence us and we see it, whether it be in our personal lives or even if you look at a bigger picture, like it plays out like yeah really like almost identical it's trippy it's very trippy it's it's very trippy like i think that <laughs> that's a great word for it yeah <laughs> yeah no for sure um but yeah so that's that's what's happening um i mean i kind of like breezed over all the other stuff that's happening toward the end of the year but like i mean you know we're also gonna have on december 29th we're gonna have a full moon in cancer um, and, you know, that's going to be cool. So, you know, just something to look forward to, you know, full moon as witchy people is always like a great thing to work with, you know? Absolutely. Yes. You know, so, and the cool thing is the moon is going to be in cancer. So, and the moon is at home in that sign. It's a, it's a sign that she rules. Mm -hmm. So it's actually going to be like one of the most like, um, zodiacally the most zodiacally like potent moons that you can work with in the year. Ooh. Um, so, you know, get your moon water done that day. Cause it's going to be a powerful full moon. It's not going to be a super moon or anything like that to, to my knowledge. Anyway, I could be wrong, but I didn't really look into the full moon because my focus was really on that great conjunction. <laughs> so, yeah, like, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, big. But, uh, it's huge. It's, it's pretty huge. It's a big, big deal. Um, Absolutely. God. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, powerful, yeah. very powerful. powerful. That's kind of like what it sounds like, though. Like, if I had to try and pick a theme for the month of December, it's like really powerful cycles beginning or ending. Yeah, it is. It seems like. And, and magically, I would say, you know, to, to, um, you know, if you were going to express a theme, you know, magically or spiritually through all of this, you know, my theme for this month of December is solidify your game plan what's your game plan really take the time to really like reflect on all the all the crap that's happened to you in the year and how did you learn from it and where do you want to move forward from here because as the times are shifting you got to shift with it or you're going to be left in the dust you know what i mean right. so exactly like, figure <laughs> out what kind of magical person you want to be in the next coming not just year but in the next coming era literally that's you know so what i mean i think that we're on the brink of a new era you know yeah. that, that's still like, it's exciting it's yeah. exciting it's, it's a very big, exciting big deal so 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 yeah the theme that that i've kind of outlined in my notes is what's your game plan you know so if you're gonna work magic for example, on Yule. You know, Yule is a time just as big and witchy people. This is when we get together. This is when we celebrate our tribe. This is when we celebrate who we are as not just individuals, but individuals in a community. Because, you know, the dark times are very real. You know, back in the day, if you didn't have enough of whatever, you died in the winter, you know, winter is coming, you know? Yeah. So it was, a, it was that time that we came together as a tribe, as a community to celebrate who we are and help each other out. So 
with that in mind, you know, if you were going to do magic on Yule, I think it would be best utilized, you know, that energy would be best utilized to see what you can do to contribute to our society, to our community, to our tribe, you know, not just for yourself, but for all of us, you know, and how can we move forward together? How can we take these two really great opposing forces of Saturn and Jupiter and expand within our means? I feel like that on that tip, I would say that I think it's a really important time for people to think about what their passions are then. Yeah. Because you know, if we're talking yeah. about, and like, I mean, everything that you just said, like, that's really profound. We're talking about entering into a new era and watching the birth of it. And how are we going to leave our mark on that? You know? Yeah. And right. So, you know, with that said, like, where are your passions in life? And you go... I would say mm -hmm. go that way to find how you're going to make this difference and how you're going to leave yeah. that mark. Do you think, because you talked about how early in December, um, Neptune and Venus is going to try Neptune, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's going to be like this dream-like state. Is that a time where even though we could get a little maybe too idealistic, um, would that be a time maybe to try and look at our passions to maybe like yeah. bigger? Yeah, that that, that's, so that that's a great, that. yeah, exactly. That's a great way to utilize that energy is use that, you use that energy to dream big and see what you can have as an ideal because trust me, Saturn will break it down. Yeah, you <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> like, you, you know, it doesn't hurt to dream big in the beginning, but you know, as, as time, you know, moves forward, things will flesh itself out. You know, you'll see, you know, what's going to work and what's not, you know, within a dream. And, yeah. you know, Jupiter in this conjunction is going to be a really great asset because he's going to make things happen for us. Mars, you know, if you utilize him the right way, can make things work, you know what I mean, for you. But, you know, he's also a dangerous planet to work with because he's very aggressive. <laughs> right, right. But, the war planet, but yeah. At, on the like same token, stickers, you know, yeah. this is hot. Handle with with care. Exactly, no. but he, if you, if you utilize Mars's energy in just the right way, he'll make sure that you succeed and win at whatever mm. you do. You know what uh. I mean? You know, and, you know, that's that's what I try to teach in my classes, too, you know, because I teach astrological magic, you know, how to work with all of the planets in the current chart and then in your natal chart and how to see these patterns effectively so you can do magic that works, right? Mm -hmm. And what I tell, you know, my students is, you know, just because you're trying to do a love spell but Venus is in a really bad position, it doesn't mean you still can't do a love spell. You know what I mean? Like if Saturn is in a really prominent position, you can, you know, we don't think of Saturn as a planet that will help you with love, but you can work with Saturn to make sure to banish all the, you know, you know, crappy love interests that come your blocks, way. You know the blocks, the I mean? blocks, yes, blocks absolutely. All that stuff, you know what yep. I mean? So it's just a matter of being cunning. And that's what we mm. do as witchy people is we look at the situation and we think outside of the box to see how we can make the best out of a bad situation. You right. know what I mean? So you can work with any planet for love or money or protection or psychic development. On which perspective you're taking with it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I so. do have one thing I want to just kind of touch on when we were talking about like making your mark and thinking about like, what your game plan is and stuff like that. A lot of times, whenever we're talking about like having to make big changes on a global level, like let's say we're talking about global warming and you yeah. know what everyone can do to do their part for it. 
a lot of what I hear from people, and I hear this a lot with voting too, is I'm just one person. I'm not going to make a difference. But the thing is, is that if we have a million people thinking just that way, there mm-hmm. won't be any difference exactly. being made. But if we have a million people that are doing their best and it's not yes. perfect by any means, and they're just doing something super tiny, that still makes this big impact. So it don't does. ever think that just because you're one individual that you're insignificant because first off you matter you matter on a hundred different levels that maybe you're not even aware of you matter to other people you matter to your ancestors but your actions also matter even if it seems minute they matter yeah and i mean even just to kind of piggyback on that like you do matter because if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and have like a really crappy day that's going to domino effect into the world you having a crappy day just as an example you know like you might you know frustrate or piss someone off like at work and then they will you know that will domino effect and affect other people and stuff like that so even just you having a good day or having a good idea and accomplishing one thing domino effects and changes the world so Mm -hmm. you are not alone you are not not important you know like you matter yeah exactly exactly you matter so go to where your passions are what you care about dream about them dream big and even if it's just the tiniest step you know let's let's take all of the challenges that 2020 has presented us because i think we've all grown as people in a lot of ways because we've had to really do a lot of heavy shadow work and deal with some crazy shit this year every single person um and this this month alone is gonna be jam-packed so let's let's make it worth something let's let's take something out of this so let's go in and no matter what 2020 brings us we'll have our own game plan and we'll have that promise to ourselves that we're gonna find some type of way that we're going to make that difference right and if you wanted to you know come together like over zoom and like you know do a ritual something like that would be something great to do you know like when we look at you know these cycles like the end of a cycle and the beginning of a cycle everything from the eclipse which is mirrored by the great conjunction right you know and then also being on yule and then going into the new year i mean this is like a big theme of this month you know what i mean it's it's really looking inward and seeing where you can affect the most change you know either in your life or other people's you know what's your game plan you know so what i would say is you know if you're going to do any kind of magic you know do magic that's very personal for yourself you know like do shadow work do like path working you know do do a meditation you know like um try to connect with your guides try to connect with your you know patron deities you know like solidify your network your resources so when you move forward into the next year you're ready you know what i mean because what's coming up in 2021 it's not going to be easy either and i'm sorry to say that it's not oh shit now here's the thing (laughs) here's the thing here's the thing though I mean, I know I've talked to you about this before, Sean, because remember 2019, you're like, man, this year totally sucks. And remember I told you, I was like, 2020 is going to be worse. And you're like, how can it be worse than this? Right. And I was like, well, here we are. You know, now here's the thing. 2021 is not going to be a ballpark either, but it's not going to be like 2020 
it's just going to be different. Because remember, we're transitioning into a new era. Do you think that's going to be easy for anybody? You know, I mean, with Jupiter going into Aquarius, there's an optimism and there's an excitement. Everything is going to seem like it's possible, you know, and that's actually really, really great. But the way I would see this analogous to, it's like, you being someone who's lived in an apartment for like ever and then moving into a house it's exciting but the challenges are different yeah it's i like big that. but it's mm-hmm. different you know it doesn't mean 2021's not going to be great it's going to be great for a lot of people but the challenges that you're going to face are probably going to be just different it's going to be new yeah, you know what i mean and that's not easy new territory and when exactly. we go into new territory, there's nothing to really kind of base that on. We're setting the new norms in a lot of yeah, ways. Exactly. And we have to tread these unknown waters. So you kind of have to take it like almost like we're explorers. We don't have a map, but we have to create the map for the people that are following. Exactly. Us, and those younger generations. And it's it's so you know, you can observe this just in our culture alone. Like we saw 2020 start with this pandemic, and it literally everything that we knew got broken apart it got ripped to shreds whatever was established we had to like let it go so we can like survive and right now we're entering an era where we have to create everything from scratch again you know wow. we are going into um a world where we're going to have a brand new administration you know in our u.s government we're going to be rewriting a lot of rules, you know, and it's not going to be easy. And that's what I mean when I say 2021 is not going to be easy. It's just going to be different because we're at the brink of something new and we're entering an age that's going to be very airy. It's going to be technology based. You know, we're going to start seeing innovations and advancements that we could never comprehend two years ago. Wow. Kind of exciting, though. Terrifying in its own way, but it's... Right. And it's it's terrifying because with all that excitement comes all the responsibility Mm -hmm. that comes with it, too. So just because, you know, you can work from home now doesn't mean that you have the same level of responsibility you did before. You have whole new responsibilities. If before you had to be on work on time so you can clock in and not get in trouble, when you're on your own working from home, guess what? You're responsible for waking up on time because it's easy to become comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you don't wake up on time and get your stuff done, you're not going to be productive and then you're going to tank. You know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be different. The responsibilities, your obligations are going to be different, you know? And that's what this new era is ushering in. It's going to be very much, it's going to be very logically, mentally inclined. You know, it's going to be, like I said, we're entering an age of air, the age of Aquarius. As someone, because you talked about it being like, you know, entering essentially into the age of Aquarius. And we've talked, like, Aquarius had a lot of, like, mention in this particular episode on things that we get to look forward to and talking about. Mm-hmm. how you're talking about like it's just like it's different responsibilities and stuff and it is really airy i don't know if this makes sense but like as someone that is an aquarius yeah um <clears throat> i am really airy i am kind of always like my head's always in the clouds and i'm kind of always in like this dream yeah. world kind of doing my own thing which i love because that's just Same. who i am i couldn't function any other way but because i know i'm like that i also have to be incredibly strict with myself <laughs> And yes. very, very responsible because it would be so easy for me 
to just com- be completely unhinged and just float off into outer space and not be connected mm-hmm. to the real world at all, which would mean my work doesn't get done. My house doesn't get clean. All the things that as a human, I have these obligations that I need to do. And that's yeah. why I think the most creative, eccentric people, and when we feel that energy come into our world and we get those those hits of it because we all do it's very important that while you embrace and you celebrate that you lean real heavy on your structure so that you can maintain it or else exactly this exciting feeling that comes that has so much promise and potential essentially mm-hmm. could destroy you exactly yeah. and you know that's that's where saturn's gonna play a big role in this conjunction you know that's why i said we're gonna learn how to expand within our means and you know actually in accordance to traditional astrology saturn loves being in aquarius he actually likes being in aquarius more than capricorn so he actually likes being in libra more than aquarius <laughs> so like but oh, wow. anyway yeah so but he really likes yeah because you know Saturn in traditional astrology rules Capricorn and um, Aquarius, where Capricorn is the side of Saturn where it's all about like the structure, you know, and it's all about the tradition and the obligation and stuff like that. When he's in Aquarius, he gets to be more reform. You know what I mean? But he gets to set boundaries in different ways. He gets to set the boundaries that are more like logically based and, you know, ideal and stuff like that. He actually is more productive and he's nicer in Aquarius. <laughs> so, oh, good. Good. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> and, for, and for anyone, you know, who has like, um, you know, it, on your birth chart, if your Saturn is in Aquarius, get ready because your Saturn return is coming, right? <laughs> but with that being said, anyone who has in their birth chart, if you have Saturn in Aquarius, Capricorn, or Libra, you have what astrologers call Saturn privilege. <laughs> so Saturn like privilege. <laughs> you do because your Saturn return is not as hard for you as it will be for other people. <laughs> so like, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging but he's going to be more constructive with you than, you know, literally tearing your life apart, you know? I mean, and that's not to say that that... Saturn privilege. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say that, you know, horrible stuff can happen, you know? Like, I know some people who have Saturn in Capricorn, and they've had, like, you know, they've, they've been through the ringer, right? But I think, like, the impact of, like, the wisdom and the lessons that they got out of it has been life-changing to the point where it's not their detriment, you know what I mean? Like, they've actually been able to evolve from those experiences gracefully as opposed to just, you know, getting locked up in some psych ward, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, like... So, so yeah, uh, you're, if you have Saturn in Aquarius in your chart, your Saturn return is about to start because the Saturn return starts as soon as Saturn enters the sign. It's not when it gets to the exact degree. It's more potent at the exact degree, but it starts as soon as it hits the sign. So, oh with that, yeah, with that being yeah. said, yeah. So awesome. anyone, because because you just finished your Saturn return, didn't you, uh, Shauna, right? Yeah, like, you know what? I go in and my Saturn return hit. And then so did fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah. So Wow. <laughs> it was, you know, I've, I think I learned what Saturn return was probably when I was like 18 or 19. And so I've spent 
a good portion of my life being very afraid of what my Saturn return was going to bring. Yeah. Never once did I think it was going to bring this. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but mm-hmm. I think I think you like you navigated your Saturn return pretty pretty well. I mean, like. Yeah, there are a lot of bad things that I know that happened to you, Shauna, but I mean, like, when you look at the bigger picture, like, the grander scope of things, you actually, like, thrived in it, you know what I mean? You know what, I really feel like I did. I think that, you know, it was rough, um, and it, but it was challenging, but that, you know, I gave myself time to kind of wallow in my poor me syndrome for a second, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't live like this, this isn't what it is, so what am I going to do? And I feel like, the biggest thing that I kind of got out of it, it taught me a lot about patience, but it also taught me a lot about shifting my perspective because yeah. there's there has to be balance with everything. And so while this year sucked so fucking bad just on a global level, there had to be positive. And a lot yeah. of those positives came from brand new things, new things that I definitely had to turn my attention to. But like we cannot have cruelty without kindness we cannot have dark without light and so it was one of those things to try and find that you know yeah you know one thing i can definitely say with you know observing your you going through your saturn return is just one of my really good friends right like i think you know you've been able like just within the past two and a half years that saturn was in capricorn you've been able to produce so much amazing stuff for our community you've been able to create a whole new structure that's different from what you've been able you know from what you've been doing you know what I mean and I think that's really the lesson that you were meant to learn is how to you know stick to us to a structure that you create you know so I think that's really beautiful yeah so thank you yeah yeah, and so I feel like going into this new era, like you're pretty, you're gonna be solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Aquarian, it's yeah. power, power right yeah. now. Yeah, you're gonna That's be super awesome. solid. Well, yeah, Jarrell, thank you so much for an amazing astrology report for December. Thank you, Jarrell. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you're most welcome. I, I, I hope I was able to touch on all like the magical things as well as you know the astrology. Yeah. Things, so. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. And it, you know, it was just so good because, you know, we have so much to look forward to. We really do. It's going to be intense. We're not done with all the work that we've set out to do, but I think you gave us like the most important things to kind of look at with it about, about our transitions, about leaving our marks, about dreaming, because, you know, like, like I said, you can't have extreme bad without it doing something. So here's where we get to kind of start putting that part into it so and thank you for that reminder because i think we all needed it because i think everyone's just kind of over things right now so we needed that reminder Mm. yes (laughs) at the end of every show we like to do a shout out to somebody um we know and so we each kind of take a turn on who we want to shout out to and just say hi to i have two shout outs my first shout out is to chatty i hope that she's doing good we love you we miss you but my other shout out is also to you drill this was an awesome episode. I knew it was going to be awesome because you, you're awesome. He's you're awesome. He's person. just awesome. Yeah. Period. Thank you so much. It's, and you're that's so really educated great. and just and just get along with everyone. So I knew it was going to be a good vibe, but just thank you so much for coming and doing this for us. So you are my, thank my you. other shout out. I would love to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a time. In, I'll, I'll do it. So awesome. <laughs> There's going to be a time. Don't worry about that for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
and we'll we'll have you on sometime hopefully soon to to talk to you about shamanism because you're not just an oh yes you're yes definitely that's a multifaceted practitioner so it'd be awesome to have you back too yes yeah, absolutely astrological shamanic witch yes yeah what a combination right <laughs> if you want to put a i don't know labels are weird but you know i just i do all those things so <laughs> yeah well, you have to you have to mention all your titles it's very important mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah. like my title is the shit so there yes. you go yes <laughs> <laughs> so there you go there you go yep yes I have to shout out to Jarrell because he was just oh. amazing today. So you're my shout out, Jarrell. Thank, Thank you, you. For, for taking the time to come on and, and enlighten us with your knowledge. We really appreciate that very much. Oh, you're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anyone you would like to shout out to? I, I do. I do. I have several, if that's okay. That's but, fine. Um, but I definitely want to just say thank you, Shauna and Monica, for having me on the show. Like, it really is an honor to, to have been able to be a part of this and, like, you know, share knowledge and share my passion for, like, crazy astrology and stuff you know and then also do you know just for being gracious to you know invite me back to like future episodes like i think that's really awesome and i i really just want to say i appreciate you guys for that and thank you um, um jarell tell us where yeah. people can reach you if they wanted their chart done or more information give us that oh, yeah. information um well i mean like <laughs> all right so you can you can reach me um uh, I'm not done with my shout out, so I, I want to say that. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, oh no, it's okay. But but you you can reach me at the Green Man Store. Um, I do have a separate account, um, uh, email account that you can contact me through, which is uh, Jarell. That's spelled J E R E L dot G M classes at gmail dot com. Um, okay. So. Um, and you know that that's that's my email for like you know if you're trying to reach me for you know anything involving classes that I teach and stuff like that, um, I have a uh, several students that that reach me through that. Uh, you can reach me on there as well. Otherwise, you know if you are in North Hollywood, California, you can always stop by the store. I work often, you know, doing magic for people, talk, geeking out about astrology and shamanism. So you can always reach me that way as well. Um, I am trying to hit the ground running and you know creating my own website and all of that so that's information to be seen yeah so so i have a lot of stuff in the works i have like a whole slew of different classes that i'm gonna uh be creating and making available online as well um in 2021 so um i do teach classes on astrology and shamanism through the green man store right now um and yeah just 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 keep your eyes peeled for that um but with that being said though too i also want to do a shout out to rebecca uh who we also work with uh just because she's been really foundational in like keeping a lot of us afloat through like you know covid by you know changing everything over to like you know an online format and stuff like that and as a close friend like I just want to say that she's really awesome and also she will be teaching a lot of classes next year as well and she's an amazing practitioner and she specializes in mental magic and energy work and it'll be really interesting to see how she um, translates you know that type of work and learning and understanding onto an online format because I wow. didn't know you could do energy work over 
a computer, you know, and like teach it that way. But like, I'm so interested to see how she's gonna, you know, put her spin on it. Um, but then love also, you, Becca. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then, but yeah, <laughs> definitely check her out. And then also, just I had a an astrology class that just concluded. Um, it was a class on astrological magic, and I had three people, three wonderful, beautiful people, who helped me out with that. And that's uh, uh, um, Eliza, Emily, and Diane. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much um, for for being my biggest cheerleader <laughs> throughout that crazy time, and uh, really helping me to create a wonderful class. So. Yeah. All right. That is awesome. Thank you. I know that that kind of felt like the Oscars for a moment. (laughs) Sure did. Yeah. uh, You guys are. The music's gonna start playing. playing La da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have a lot of so. shout outs. There's other times that we're like, uh, you go first while I think of something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Got to so. think about my hair. Yeah. So that's it, guys. I hope you All enjoyed right. this episode. Yes, um, and if you have any questions, you know where to always find us. Don't forget to send in your witchy, ghostly, magic adjacent stories, as well as questions to winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. Javel, it was awesome. We will definitely be having you back in the near, near future. I'm sure that our listeners love you as much as we do. Yeah, they're going to love them. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And on that note, Merry Meet. Merry Part. And Merry Meet again. This episode is brought to you in part by The Green Man Store, located in sunny California in North Hollywood. It has an amazing apothecary, statuary, and everything that you could need for your witchy supplies. And the best part? You can come and visit me and Monica there. So check it out at thegreenmanstore.com.